everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 24. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada, and I'm joined by Emil Poirier of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. Hi, Milt. How are you doing today? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Pretty good. So the ATC Week 24 report is in the books. Last week, we talked about, um, you know, our hope that we would see performance improve in week 24. Um, but perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what we saw from CN. Did it get better, Milt? No, unfortunately. I think uh, uh, what hope we had in our call uh, or in our discussion last week has been dashed, to say the least. CN, I mean, there's few ways to uh, phrase this other than to say the performance is absolutely abysmal. Um, in week 24, uh, just when we thought that the bar could not go any lower, uh, they actually managed to achieve that. So they managed to fulfill only 24% of uh, shipper orders in week 24. And that comes on the heels of 32% in week 23 and 36% in week 22. And more broadly, performance, I think, has now declined for CN in something like six or seven straight weeks. And, and their peak in that time frame, by the way, was like 70 or 68%. So it hasn't been good and it's getting worse and it continues to get worse. You know, when we look at week 24 for CN, as I said, they only, they had a demand of 1,300 cars. They spotted 1,300 cars. But the problem was that a 1,000 of the cars that they spotted were actually for carryover demand of unfilled orders from prior weeks. So when it was all said and done, they really only spotted 300 or so cars for week 24 demand for shippers, thus your 24% success rate. And given that kind of performance, as you might expect, uh, there are no positives anywhere in there, pretty much not good anywhere when we look at corridor by corridor performance. They continue to struggle mightily in the Vancouver and the Prince Rupert corridors. I mean, if we look at week 24 um, at a corridor level, Vancouver was actually the best performing corridor for CN in week 24. And at that, they only supplied 39% of the orders that were placed by shippers, which was better than the week before, where it was only 27%. Uh, Prince Rupert is... Uh, Prince Rupert has got significant issues, has now really since the middle of December, and they don't seem to be getting better. Week 24 was no different. Uh, CN supplying only 22% of the cars ordered. So the West Coast corridors are a big problem, have been, and continue to be. So maybe for context, Mill, was week 24, was that a week where there was still like cold weather, or was that when weather broke? Uh, that's pretty much when the when the extreme cold in the West, uh, certainly in Alberta, uh, broke. I mean, the two weeks or two and a half weeks prior to that is when we had the extreme cold. But for instance, here in Edmonton during that week, which was the week of January the 9th, uh, we had six out of seven days, I think, where our temperatures were above zero. So it takes time to dig out of cold weather, but but that particular week, the weather was good. Yeah, so uh, that kind of performance is really surprising as when you consider that there likely wasn't, you know, these built this built-in excuse of, of the weather. 
And that Prince Rupert number is really just just shocking considering that's a CN line and, you know, that's often cited as, as an, as a priority area for trying to move, move product through. So real problem, uh, CP on the other hand, uh, clearly took advantage of the good railway, the railway weather. Uh, how did they do? Well, um, much better, uh, some welcome relief, if you will, for, uh, CP served shippers, CP managed to up their game quite a bit best performance in two months where they fulfilled 83% of orders. Having said that, we need to bear in mind that, you know, let's not mitigate their success because that's good. But demand was again, extremely low, 1600 cars in total for grain shippers in, you know, which is the lowest or one of the lowest for CP in the entire year. So they did well, but they did it on, on relatively low expectations if you want to think about it that way. Inside the numbers, uh, pretty steady, good across most of the corridors. They had a bit of a, a bump, if you will, on uh, what we would describe as local Vancouver traffic. So transload traffic and traffic going to, you know, the lower uh, mainland domestic locations. And in that case, they only supplied 20% of the orders. There wasn't a lot of them, about 150, but, you know. They're smaller shippers, and for them, it's a big deal. So that was the one weak spot for CP. They were really good everywhere else. Um, so yes, nice bump on the top line. Uh, but as we'll maybe talk about a little bit later, you know, they still have problems, and I don't think they're out of the woods yet. Yeah, no. Uh, well, at least the trend's pointing up for them, and as opposed to CN, where it's just consistently pointing down. Um, Provincial performance, CN, with those kind of numbers, likely pretty bad across the board? Pretty bad across the board. That's a, that's a good way to describe it. Um, record lows in Alberta and Manitoba. Manitoba got like, no cars delivered, 0% uh, for orders in week 24, which, I mean, there's not much more you can say about that. They just didn't show up. Alberta, which has been a problem all year, because we've talked about this multiple times, um, they saw a new low uh, in week 24. CN served only 13% of orders, which is by far the worst performance of the year. And they were terrible across the board. Uh, Vancouver and Prince Rupert, obviously the most important corridors. And they were again this week and CN didn't step up again. Saskatchewan, on the other hand, uh, we'll put in quotation marks and say they're the bright spot of the week for CN. I'm not sure that 49% order fulfillment should be considered a bright spot, but when you look across the country, that's one of the best. Very low demand, which is really the case uh, across all provinces. But for Saskatchewan, you know, we're talking about less than 450 cars in week 24, which is about 30% uh, demand levels on a weekly basis average over the last two months. And despite that, uh, CN could only supply half the cars and Prince Rupert was, you know, the weak point. They were the majority of the demand and CN only delivered a third of the cars. So that's your performance overall. And CP uh, provincially, obviously you said pretty low demand. I mean, all these demand numbers are just really, I mean, how, it's, it's hard to believe how low this demand is, but um, anything caught your eye provincially for CP? Not generally. Uh, I mean, the performance that we saw at the top line kind of carried down to the individual provinces. There was a little, 
you know, there was a range of variability, if you will. Alberta was low at 74. Manitoba was the highest at 99. Saskatchewan kind of came in in the middle at 82. Um, like you said, demand low all the way across the board, but a significant improvement in all three provinces uh, for CP compared to what they've been doing over the last two months. So a good news story, uh, all things considered. So, Mill, seeing this kind of performance and, and the trends we're seeing, um, and particularly for shippers who are, who are looking at this and, you know, we're hearing from, from a lot of them about the, the frustration that this is causing right now, you know, so what should we be expecting, like, with, with the situation? I mean, can we be positive about week 25? Do you think it's going to get better? Oh, the million dollar question, or maybe in this business, the billion dollar question. And certainly the question that is uh, front and center for shippers. And as you say, shippers have uh, started to get vocal on these issues, um, understandably. It's difficult to know. I mean, we keep expecting the uh, railways to turn the corner. Uh, There's a chance that what we saw from CP in, in week 24, when they came through with 83% is, is the beginning of a, an upward trajectory and, and it will get better or at least not get worse in the coming weeks for them. So there's some potential there. Uh, CN, um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, they, they've been going straight downhill for the better part of two months. They've set new lows three weeks in a row. Uh, so it's tough to say, you know, one of the challenges in trying to assess the prospects or the the odds for recovery, if you will, is understanding or being able to see um, what's going on on the system. And that's a problem, obviously, for anybody who's not the railway. You know, we have pretty good visibility into the grain system uh, through ATC. But despite that, our our visibility in near real time is limited. Uh, We have zero visibility into railway operations for other commodity segments, which you have to believe are being as adversely affected as grain is right now. And just to round that out, um, you know, the railways uh, are not saying a lot. Uh, CN, based on conversations that I've had with, with shippers in the last few days, You know, some shippers are being told that CN is having some significant issues with COVID uh, for train crews. Other shippers are being told that there's no COVID issues with train crews, but it's simply a case of, you know, the system or the assets being out of cycle or out of balance. Um, And, you know, they'll get that rectified and then performance will improve. That's one that's a little hard to swallow at this point. I mean, They've had their railway back for the better part of six to seven weeks now since they reopened their Vancouver line. Yes, we had some cold weather. Yes, we had Christmas. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if they haven't got their network back in balance at this point, um, this problem is going to go on for a long time. So I have a tough time buying that one. But effectively, the, the messaging from the railways that's coming out is either A, inconsistent, or B, just opaque. 
So we had a listener uh, ask a question actually around ba- about outstanding orders, like the backlog and what's happening with that. Obviously, I think people are seeing these numbers and wondering, um, you know, what that what the backlog looks like now. Um, so what, like, how far behind are we for uh, on CNCP as far as the backlog? No. Well, coming out of week 24, I think they're carrying between them about 3,100 orders or 3,200, right around there, um, which is not a small number. Uh, CN's got about two thirds of those. They're just a little over 2,000 CPs, uh, about 1,100. But if we look back, I mean, the, this is the continuation of something that's been going on since the disruption in middle of November. So we're talking going on, you know, eight to 10 weeks now. Uh, where they got behind, understandably, with the disruption that happened with the main lines out, and it just hasn't gotten better. So if we go back to week 17, which is the first week after uh, the disruption uh, on the line to Vancouver, when we look at CN and CP together, um, they've been averaging combined about 3,400, that's 3,400, outstanding orders each week since week 17. To put that in perspective, that's on an average weekly demand of 4,500 cars. And when you look at the situation for CN and CP separately, I mean, it's not really uh, any better. CN over that same time frame is averaging 1,300 outstanding orders a week on an average demand of 2,200 cars a week. And unfortunately, the last two weeks for CN have been the worst, where they've been at or over 2,100 outstanding orders each week for the last two weeks. So their situation's not getting better. It's getting worse. CP, on the other hand, they've been averaging about 2,000 outstanding orders on demand of about 2,300 cars a week, which is kind of mind-boggling. But they've improved somewhat. You know, they've still got issues, don't get me wrong, but in week 24, they managed to knock that number down to 1,100, so that's significant improvement. The question, as always, is can they sustain, and will we continue to see that number go down? I guess we'll know in week 25. Yeah, exactly, and things could turn around pretty quickly with a number like that. Um, all right, so I'm going to hold you to whatever you say here, but I'm curious, so when you think, when you think things will improve? let me polish my crystal ball here um it's tough to say Uh, you know as i said we have limited visibility uh obviously they're not in good shape cn in particular is seemingly in terrible shape um basically this level of service or something close to it i think is going to continue until they get ahead of you know the count if you will they have to shake uh, these this long tail of outstanding orders in order to be able to focus on current week orders. And as we just talked about, they haven't been able to do that now for the better part of two months. So until they start to get that number down one way or the other, either by serving the orders or by canceling them, which is something that CN has done a lot in prior years, but not so much this year, interestingly, it's going to be a problem because a big chunk of car supply is going to be going to supply previous outstanding orders instead of to service current week orders. Now, having said that, I think there's a very good chance that we're going to see better performance in the near term from CP. 
not so much from CN, just based on their relative position coming out of week 24. Um, you know, if I take you back to when we uh, talked in November, when the railways uh, had their outage on the Vancouver line, we had thought at that time, some would have thought we were somewhat pessimistic, uh, that the recovery would take until sometime in January. You know, so we were giving ourselves two months. Well, here we are. <laughs> And things aren't really particularly better, particularly for CN. So all of that being said, um, without knowing exactly what's going on uh, with the railways, I would think that for CN, for sure, we're likely several weeks to a month or more out before we see some normal return of service. I think CP will likely be quicker um, they've shown a little bit of their recoverability here in the last week or two. So if they keep that going, they should get their numbers up. But I don't see a lot of uh, a lot of good in CN's future in the short term. Well, I appreciate uh, you going on the limb with that prediction. So we'll definitely be watching that uh, over the next few weeks, Mel. Thanks again for all your insight. And for those who would like to take a look at the reports you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com and we'll talk to you all next week bye